We are live back in the studio with you after some technical difficulties, but thank you for bearing with me there. Uh, Townstone Financial is a licensed uh, NMLS consumer access. That's where you can find us. Um, and 136-639 is the NMLS number. And it's been frustrating, crazy. Um, I feel like we say that a lot, but it, it's true because when we were talking about it, you know, a week, a couple weeks ago, it was because of the drop. Nobody was expecting that. I'm not hearing you very well here. Really? Now I hear you. Okay. Better? Yeah. I, oh, you know what? I switched what? the mic for Barry. Oh, okay. You. Gotcha. Um, no worries. So we were talking because that was like an unexpected drop as, yeah. you know, because we were at the beginning of this year seeing rates get to the fives mm -hmm. and, oh, is this going to continue? Are we right. going to head towards the sixes, the sevens, etc.? I need to turn up my headphones. What about you? Yeah. Tell me when you hear yourself better. Much better. Much better. Yep, that's it. That one's there. We too. go. Oh yeah, gorgeous. Yes. Um, and instead, you know, we had a really nice drop about a month ago. That um, you know, we're like the lows for for the year. Right. And I remember looking at rates on on Friday, and I had some clients. We locked in, mm -hmm. and they're very happy today. Yes. Because those that uh, unfortunately decide to wait, um, you know, Monday, rates weren't looking pretty. No. Um, Tuesday, they opened kind of the same as Monday, but they continued to get worse. Yesterday was just a bloodbath. It was a bloodbath. And yeah. today's a bloodbath. A mini We're one. in like yeah. the middle of one. The middle of one because we got another reprice for the worse. Yes. Um, I know. Because I'm seeing them come, you know, all over the place. I know, you know, Quicken's not done it you guys right. have done yes, it absolutely. everyone Everybody. everyone's doing it because you have to keep up this was unexpected this was a bigger um, you know as we've talked before you know why all the reprices barry's like ah that always happens well no the goal is they want to put out a single rate sheet for the day yeah they, and not adjust it they don't want to have to spend the money to get everybody if, new rate sheets if they could put out a rate sheet for the week they would they would you yeah, know that would be, but it used to happen that way actually fha and va used to put out a weekly a rate sheet weekly every, rate every sheet. tuesday or wednesday yeah huh. that was the rates for the week yeah, now it's like you know, way more managed. They're hedging. I bet oh, yeah. you know, oh, there's yeah. a lot more there, complications. Technology going has into helped it. us all figure out when things move, and that's what that's what's happening. Is 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 as as the fast as the information comes in, it affects the market. So that's how this can happen. I mean, this all started when China said they're sending a delegation that they agreed in principle, right? to some of the tariff challenges. Right. It's all started when that happened and it, it happened overnight. Yep. In you know, daytime China, nighttime here, we woke up one day last week and the rates just got hammered. Yep. And it's never stopped. Why? Because people are feeling more confident that the stock market is where their money should go, so they're pulling out of the bonds to go and get the gains that they're chasing in the stock market. Yeah. Nothing's wrong. Right. Um we're actually the economy's still doing pretty good. Yeah. Even if even if it's not you know, even if in two, three, or four months it's not as hot as it is now. I mean, let's just like let's take a look. At, I know it's it, it hasn't been uh, trending with the mortgage rates, but like let's just take a look at that ten-year Treasury really quickly, because you know it's at one seven, right. one seven eight, so it's almost hitting that that one eight. Mm -hmm. And if we just like look at it over the last month, you know, we started a month ago 
you know, at what's one six eight. So you know, oh, right. we're just a little, a bit blip higher than mm-hmm. than we were then. Right. But you look at the <laughs> where we went. It, it it went down from that one six eight. You know, to the low on on September third. You know, we were at one four five. Right. Like yes. I mean, and, and again, these are just numbers to you, but. From our perspective, like that's a big deal. These are, are barriers that the, that it's breaking through, you know, mm-hmm. and the and the dip under the one five, you know, that was a, that's a you know big that was deal. and we were expecting you know even better rates than ended up hitting right. And now it again, this is literally so so that low was September third. We are six days later, mm-hmm. which included a weekend, right. Yes, and we're back to 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 higher than we were a month ago. Correct. So, like before, we were like, "Oh, look, the rates are good at the the twelve month lows," and they are. Uh, I wouldn't say today they it's are. It's a perspective. No, all, well, no, but you're right. No, no, no. It's a perspective. So on the thirteenth of August, you know, we we actually were coming down again, and then you know, all of a sudden, bam! Now we are where we're at, and it seems like it's such a big deal because we were so used to it being lower than it is now. And that's always it's always the perspective. Where do you bring to this? If you look back, like I, as I'm looking at this now, if you look back in July, you know June, July were good months. I mean, it's when this all started. Yeah, you know what though? These are better than like the averages for the year. Right. Still, like still, like because yeah. It, but it, we just had this huge June, July. Job. We were above two percent. And, but yet rates were better. People refinancing like crazy. It's part of its <laughs> expectations. It's it like, is. you know, it is. We, we say rates drop. People are like, I want to wait till they hit bottom. And you know what? You blink. Nobody knows that. And you, you blink and you miss it. That's exactly right. It's like catching a falling knife. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've had I've had many conversations this week from loan officers and other you know, owners talking about that one or two borrowers that say, oh, it's going to go lower. It's going to go lower. I want one eighth I have, lower. I have Of those. course you have. I, I do. And yet and you were saving them. It's sad because yeah. I, I wanted to do it for them. And then you get, you know, here's here's the, the setup. And they're like, I want to get an eighth of a point better. And you're like, I can't today, you know, for the it, it would cost this much more. And they're like, ah, let's see where they are tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, the next day. Yeah, that's still around, but it's it's actually now going to be four or five hundred dollars more expensive. They're like, eh, four or five hundred, and then now we're like talking yeah. two, three thousand more right. expensive exactly. for the exact same setup. Right, and they lost it. They, and how much were you saving them? I mean, we're talking multiple different people here. No, no, but, but on average, like let's anywhere say. from from fifty dollars a month to mm-hmm. to to five hundred, right. depending on what we're and yet doing. They lost that. So instead of just taking the savings and w- going with it, they, they lost were, it. You, you're trying to time it and play a game. It never instead works. Instead of pocketing the winnings. It's like, right, it's like so you're what playing rates, blackjack. You right. win five hands in a row, and you're like, let's put it all again for that sixth win, and you just lost it all. Right. You should have just let's taken take the those person, chips off the table. Let's say an average of that was $250 a month, okay? And let's say that they were in the fifth year. Of their mortgage. I mean, let's you just say I, they know. And let's say that they, they that the up. rates never ever come no, back. They knew they screwed up. Well, but I know, but it's like it doesn't. I mean, it's just like you know what? Just give it to me now. What and I'm most interested in now. is what we were talking about on the phone earlier today about mm-hmm. that margin compression. Yes, because you know yes. I've been reading. You know, there's articles now about how the third quarter for lenders is one of their most profitable. Um, 
you know, and these are the the people that are providing the money, you know, right. ultimately, yeah. um, because they were basically as these treasuries dropped and their cost of funds went down, mm-hmm. they didn't do the same exact drops with the mortgage rates. Right. So they basically pocketed some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing I'm seeing is, you know, a month, two months ago, you know, here's a, a base rate, no points, you know, $1,800 of, of closing costs. And then here's a rate, you know, a quarter point, maybe mm-hmm. even, you know, a half a point higher. And this will have no costs. You know, this will they'll pay all, you'll get a lender credit for all your loan costs. Mm-hmm. Today, the increase in rates to get them to pay all your loan costs is so much higher that right, right. now I'm recommending refinances with loan costs to people yes. because I'm like, you know, yeah, you can still get, you can get down, you know, pay a couple hundred bucks in points, lock in that 4% flat 30 year fixed. I had this conversation today, even with the worsening, you know, but it does have, you know, you know, $2,000 of cost there. But to get rid of the two thousand dollars of cost, you have to go up to four seven five, four right. eight seven five. Yes, yes. And even then, you're still paying, you know, a couple hundred dollars. It doesn't even cover all of it. Right. So, you know, and I and I I liked your point about the servicing side. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because so these loan servicers, they basically buy the loan. You know, you. You lend somebody a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. The servicer buys it for a hundred and three thousand right. dollars. Right. Yes. So they're out of pocket that three grand because uh, over the life of this loan, it's going to pay way more than way three, more than grand, three grand, grand. But in it takes it takes time. Right. But yes. what happens is in a falling rate environment, loans get refinanced, and they right. people don't stick with their thirty year term. They take the lower take the rate. lower, or potentially like you buy it today, and you know three months later it's gone, and you have no chance of recovering. So that that's what right. happens when rates. It's like yes. to me, it's like right. You buy a, a timeshare or something. It's like yeah, pay this amount today, and for the rest of your life, you get to come to this place. And then after you buy it for life, it like you know a storm wipes out the Correct. place and it's like you got nothing. You got now. nothing, but you still um, have you have a note. But no, you yeah. paid the money, right? Um, that and that's what exactly a servicer it. is is doing right now. So at least my take um, was that right. They're like, if you're gonna put some skin in the game, if you're gonna have that eighteen hundred dollars of closing costs, then I'll give you this. Then right. you're gonna get it. Get the loan, and right. we'll give you a, a fair rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want a lender credit that makes this a free transaction for you, where you know we're out of pocket right out of the gate, and if you sell refinance, you know immediately after you close, we're losing. We're gonna penalize you, and you're gonna have that higher rate. That higher rate, yeah, um, correct. So, you know, uh, and in general for the for the industry, I don't think that's a terrible thing no it's not um, it's it's a protective have, measure because honestly yeah but it, at the same time if those lenders you know i i feel like you, it, 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 there's either collusion because there's uh, because otherwise there's got to be somebody that's I, willing to step in and right. say no like you want to pay like rates four percent and you say no cost at four eight seven five i'll take four and a half for no costs um and has to break that stalemate, but I, I don't know. It seems well, like a lot of yes. the lock desks, you know, what it is, is, is across it's the country are talking to each other. I well, 
that could be I mean, I'm not going to rule that out, but I can tell you that everybody is pretty much using um, the same financial advisors to hedge against rates going too wild. And I'm saying it this way because I don't want to bore people with technical terms in the mortgage industry, but you know, nobody knows exactly what's going to happen, and that's why there's reprices. But you also have to at least try and go, okay, during the day, the market could move between you know, 10% or 5% or 3% or whatever it is that your tolerance for risk is. And you don't worry about it intraday. It's overall. But if it moves big enough, you're going to make a change. So it's called hedging. And the hedging... Because all the kids are doing it. Yeah, right. And the hedging is what... what, (laughs) It's becoming so... um, Kids are getting high off gardening equipment. (laughs) They call it hedging. Hedging, yeah. Hedging is is becoming so um, scientific that everybody's doing the same hedging. And so that's why you're seeing this more than talking to each other because that's inefficient. The inefficiencies, there's less and less inefficiencies because technology is taking over. So if I'm hedging using the same platform as every third of the mortgage industry. Right. So let's say there's three hedging platforms. Right. But the hedging platforms are competing with each other, and they're like, oh, well, this guy's got this. And I, well, I can do that, too. I can do Eventually, everybody gets the same hedging platform. Right. They just negotiate a different deal. And then all lenders are using hedging. And the next thing you know, it's like, it's like everybody's the same. Right. That's the way it works. Yeah. That's the way it happens. So, so new money. Get into the mortgage business. There right. is exactly there is a new space people. for you there right is, there now. There is a space you can that, make a ton. Don't worry about the losses that you know are on the other side of it. Well, don't you're look right. at the man I mean, behind the curtain. In a rising rate environment, that model works. Correct. The no cost. It does finances, work. but uh, you know a falling rate environment that we just are pulling out of here. And it takes some. La- it takes some lag, and that's why you're seeing that those compressions and the higher coupons. Yeah. If the rates are going up, you'll start to see that go on the bottom now. But nobody looks too much at the bottom. Nobody looks at the paying two points, three points, four points. Right. But it happens down there mm-hmm. because when rates are going up higher, then you'll see the lower coupons have a bigger compression. Yeah, because it all has the expectation is that they're going to hold that loan right. longer. What am I replacing these loans with? Exactly. Right. So if I'm if I'm if I'm selling off my my four and a halfs because we're at three and a half and I'm replacing with three and a halfs. Well, that's not as attractive to me, right? Long term. And it's remember right. when, when, when I buy the loan from you, I'm looking at this long term. I expect to have a certain percentage of loans long term. Yeah. And that's where I'm paying you up front for the opportunity to collect more than what I paid you over the next five to seven years. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, again, Still good yes. for refinancing. I think it, it was is. still like thirty to forty percent of outstanding mortgages. We're are, still below July. And a lot of people in July, and um, you know, it just isn't the the excitement gangbusters that we were going through the last few weeks. True. Um, Very true. Purchase side, I'm starting to see. Oh, yeah. See, I'm starting to see the opposite. I'm are starting okay. to see the, the the like the winter kind of set in set in here okay um because there was a big flurry before the school year i think you know the kids are all in school now very true um again there is still time though if you want to be in that new place before the end of the year now is when you got you you should do it get pre-qualified you can still find a place get it closed and be in your new house before christmas or or whatever holiday Mm -hmm. you're going to celebrate um it's uh yeah 
it's I would say turning back into a buyer's market. Yeah, it is. Um, just based on on inventory and and well, buyers. When when rates go up, it, it does freeze out certain segments of the population. People who maybe are carrying a little bit more debt. Maybe they're maybe that all of a sudden you know the stretching of the payment for the mortgage they can't quite do when rates go up yeah so it does become less bidders on the house and therefore because of that it is a buyer's market and what i'm seeing is new constructions all of a sudden popping up again i have three new constructions this week that are going to be closing and i was very surprised by it it was really yeah. kind of cool well, that's yeah. awesome it is wow that's awesome that, that's a good sign for the economy when, right. too. but at, at the same future. time those closings it's not like they started building them yesterday no you know it's that's like true so it's almost more important to look at the starts than yes. the finishes because it's like that's if right. we want to predict the future it's, it's if, housing if no starts if no one's starting the new construction right now yes um that means you know six months a year from now there won't be a be lot slower. of finishes that's right um so final thing before we let you guys go is we wanted to be the first one because it's 14 months away right before you're <laughs> just so tired of it and bombarded oh, but i'm not looking forward to this it's an election year next year yes, i mean it doesn't it feel like it was just, it's yesterday, just yesterday that we had I, i'm or i'm still sick of the last one i'm not happy that you that know what i vote for one a, term for six into years a new, into a new one uh, um uh, but let's i don't want to talk politics no. i just want to talk how do you think having it be an election year and even now yes. that it's starting to get into people's mindsets you know it is right. you know there's already candidates on on one side doing debates and and yeah. you know how does that impact people with their you know housing decisions because um, mm -hmm. I, I would say it does different things for purchasers than it does people refinancing. Yes, right. So basically, there's going to be a lot of pressure um, on the financial institutions that the government, you know, the Federal Reserve and, and those things to keep the economy humming along because that no helps question. the people in power. Um, the, so, you know, the president is has, you know, kind of like the, the Federal Reserve is, is, is kind of like always kind of seen with the president, even though. You know, eh, you're not. So it's not supposed to. It's not supposed to. But the, it's always the president saying, well, I think they should keep rates down. And, and you don't see that much from Congress. But, but you know what? And I, I'll give Trump credit for that. You know, he, he didn't break precedent. Right. By like, you know, firing Yellen day one. Right. Because that I, I like that about the Federal Reserve. Yes. Like the more apolitical it is. And that's what I mean. Right. And the idea, you know, George W. Bush had been Bernanke. Right. That he was there when Obama right. took office. Right. You know, so it's, I like that idea that it's above partisanship. It is above. Yeah, um, it is. Which, again, it isn't ever fully. But I think I think it's also, too, because the, the Federal Reserve chairman knows that he can destroy the president. And so the president just wants to keep him happy. That's my feeling. But. It may not because I don't. Th what do you mean? The president wants to keep him happy. He's like been like well, he's like this, Jerome. Okay, this, bad yeah. choice. Better right. lower rates. I know, or, I know. But or the, he's kind of ruining. There's, the there's always an exception, but ultimately, presidents have felt like okay, this guy can move rates to the point where this economy just dies, right? And right. so that's what the part of it. And and when I say when I said the president kind of controls a little bit more is what I mean by that is is the president appoints. Oh yeah. Them. So. What happens is, is that this is an election year, and there's going to be a lot of pressure to keep things the way that they are, to not raise rates, but to not to lower them unexpectedly I mean, so that we have a problem. If they raised rates 
next year, like where everyone's gonna lose their minds. Correct. They're gonna be like, "What is going that on?" That's correct. You so were you were raising them, and then you switched, and you started lowering them, in and an now you're increasing year. them right. again. Like that would be. I mean, that would just make them look very silly. It would make them they, look. They very don't know silly. what's happening. What's gonna happen is as we as we get closer to the election, rates will go up artificially, not from the Federal Reserve, but by the markets hedging. Correct. See, keyword of the start, day. That's right. As they start getting these polls, as we know who is going to be up against who, the polls will start coming out, and you'll start to see interest rates move based upon what the market believes is going to be the one elected. Right. Like I bet, I, I bet you, it's like if Elizabeth Warren on the Democratic side, yes. like a poll comes out, oh, she's pulled ahead of Biden. Right. You know, like Bank of America and and uh, yeah, anybody know, with Fargo, bank in their name, like or, they'll yeah. they'll they'll dip, they'll dip. You know, or if, then, or if Biden right. comes out, they'll go up a little bit because right. because you know, it's not Elizabeth Warren. There is an impact. There is that policy has on on the profitability of companies. Right. You know. Yes. It's like if you're a, you know, if you're a, a factory, and there's no pollution standards, you but but the, the pollution. Ha- Limiting pollution costs money. Right. Like anything, any re- exactly. anything that is outside out of your ordinary course of business costs money. You have to figure out what's ben- who's benefiting from Because if the government, you know, if the government didn't tell you to do it, it's, ne- it's never like the government's like, you have to do it this way. And you're like, oh, my God, this is so much better and efficient. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, like oh, health standards. Like, yeah, we love health standards. Right. But like me would be cheaper if yeah. there wasn't any inspection right. or quality. Absolutely. Like, yeah, you'd save money but you also get like trichinosis right i remember having this conversation with somebody um you know i was i was a little bit more um on the conservative side than i am now and he was a little more on the liberal side and we were talking about all the changes in the mortgage industry after the the downturn and uh, you know all of it was you know definitely for from his party and the, the party that he associated with and ultimately he was okay with it and i i gave him respect for that because we were in the mortgage business and it was a lot harder for him to do business yeah and well, he he see, stuck to his guns and i i respect that i'm okay with it but maybe not for the same reasons i'm okay with regulating the mortgage industry on loans that are going to be backed effectively by the government yes so like fha fannie mae freddie mac yeah these are until they become privatized, I agree with that. Like that—that's what if, I agree if there's, with. If these are, are entities that are too big to fail, so their collapse means that the taxpayers have to jump in and, and bail them out. Mm-hmm. Then us as taxpayers do have an incentive, and we have an interest in making sure that we don't have to. Right. So that no, the no. loans given are Agreed. not ones that have to get bailed out. Agreed. But it was, was it the best? Policy, like I'm sure, there never is. You the know, best you policy. say, oh, three percent cost is the points and fees. Like maybe three point one two percent would have been more, the, or well, two point nine would have you know been what, a better the number. Biggest Who knows? Issue, the but biggest issue that I had wasn't which party was doing it. Was the the fact that there were really no money more. There weren't that many mortgage bankers left in in the government. In Ginny May, and which is FHA and VA, there were almost no more mortgage bankers left. There were just people that came in to fix the solution that didn't have mortgage banking background. So a 3% sounds like reasonable, doesn't it? Until it's a $90,000. Right. Right. And, but, but yet we talk about affordable housing, but I don't believe people who need affordable housing are going to be paying $400,000 for a house where the 3% rule doesn't matter. Right. 
when you talk about 3%, what are you talking about? You're talking about title fees, attorney's fees. Oh, absolutely. So it's at $90,000, that's why people aren't giving loans to affordable housing people because guess what? They have to actually pay to do that. And that's not. Yeah, the it's like this. It's the. And then the government auditors come in and say, "Why'd you lose money on this loan? What's wrong with you? It's How, are you going? Right, are you going bankrupt because you didn't make money right. on this loan? Wait, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And what you're ha- not. You're yeah. not one of those to like uh, ascribe a, a negative motive to the government. The government's not no, trying to they're hurt. They're not trying any, to hurt anybody. You know, it, it's no. more of like if the government said, like, like here, but a good one. Unintended is, is like consequences. Ethanol yes. subsidies. It's like let's promote a or, better fuel source. You're right. Oh, you know what though? More people are starving in Africa, in Africa because, because they we're can't not giving star, the corn. Uh, they can't afford right. the food. Correct. Because corn's corn, more expensive. Correct. Because there's an e- extra market to exactly. sell. Exactly. The, the E eighty two or E sixty or whatever that 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 was a great idea. Don't get me wrong, but they didn't check there's, to see what was. There's would always unintended There's always an other side of the coin. Yeah. That's why it's heads or tails. Government says you have to have this air filter. Yeah. Oh no, the price like went uh, up a hundred percent overnight. Correct. That's you know not to get on the healthcare debate, but um, my grandmother um, would tell the story. She was she worked in a doctor's office since the 1940s, and she saw back then you you had your service, you got a bill, you paid your bill. Then insurance started to be introduced, but you still had your service, paid your bill, right. and then you reimbursed. Reimbursed. Then doctors started saying, you know what? We'll bill direct. Correct. And then they would add on services you didn't have, but you didn't know. Well, because you never saw the bill. Because you never saw the bill. Yeah. That, so the next thing you know, the government had to step in and say, this is the maximum we're paying for these things. Well, right. guess, what the, guess what the minimum price was? The maximum. Yeah. So if the government says they're going to pay $4,800 maximum for an MRI, yeah. then everybody's going to charge that because that's what they can get. That's what happened. Sure, sure. On one, yeah. So, so, so to me, but but you, I would I would say conservatives would try to play then both sides of that coin by saying, you know, because yes. you know, it, you're right. The government you just figured out all politics. Play both sides of the coin. But but, but to me, it's like <laughs> if we are a society, and that's an if. But if we are a society that says we are going to provide care for people, the n- which, people that need which it, before Obamacare, right. we were that society. Yes. If someone is bleeding out on the side of the street, the ambulance doesn't like ask you for your insurance no, card. You just get treated. You got treated. Right. Um. If uh, you know, so we were spending. There was always care. And, and if you were, you know, and there was the problem. You know, Medicare for you know the elderly, Medicaid for those in need. In need. Um. We but but the amount that we were spending is incredible. Incredible. So to say we shouldn't have price limits on certain services, it's like if we're going to be this compassionate society, no, like, under, okay. we should have limits. So let like, me let me let me explain a little bit. LASIK eye surgery does never is never covered by any insurances, hardly. Okay. Right. And yet, if you look at the price of LASIKs, it's pretty relatively cheap. Yes. Because there's competition. No question. If you go into this. And the government says, this is what we're going to pay. The price will never come down, is my point. It will sure. never come down. But that, so what I would Nobody hope would do for, that. see, but I think it's the other way around. No one's ever complaining the price the government set is too high. Well, it's always I, the no, doctors no, are like, okay. we don't accept that insurance because, sure, the, because the reimbursement rate's too low. Okay, understood. But 
what I'm, when I'm telling you that the government sets a price, it's going to be for whatever level of insurance they're providing. But even – and I shouldn't just say the government. It's also insurance companies, some of the big insurance companies. But it's it's part of, like, insurance because it, it, it if just there's no cost to the customer because it's like in this in this model where insurance is covering everything – you're in the hospital. They're like, yeah, we need an MRI. Might as well do this other scan and a gastro check sure. and do this, that, and this. Uh, you don't really need this, but you're here. Might as well. Mm-hmm. If you're not paying, you're going to be like, sure, absolutely. Right. And the insurance will get billed. And But that is what's leading, I would say, to the higher costs is this disconnect between the person. Getting the service? If you're ordering off the menu right. and there's no prices – because someone else is paying the right. bill, Correct. you're not going to care like being, about your order. You're going like to get the special serpent right. It's like being a child saying, I want this toy. Your parent goes, okay. And you think it doesn't cost you anything. You're right. Like you go to the car wash. They have like the bronze, silver, and gold yeah. package. Right. And like, you know, there's extra special wax on the gold. Like bronze, you don't even get like a towel dry. Right. But they're all the same prices. <laughs> you, get, you get a bunch of guys... They're all, the, yeah. they're, they're all they're all the same, same prices. prices. Well, like you're picking the best. Who's gonna right. choose the cheaper one? Nobody. So right. uh, you know, I, I'm in favor Agreed. of insurance being just like again, car insurance doesn't cover your car washes, your gas, because mm-hmm. that's just regular, you know, day to day. Right. If we made it so insurance was more of this thing that stepped in for the unexpected. Right. Versus, uh, oh, I agree. You're, you're like, I mean, because so it is. It's like built in your insurance policies. A, right. You get like your annual physical, you know, and your you look like, at these things, and you're like, really? And so, like, I'm I'm just shopping right. for, for for quality a la carte because it's like, like you said, yeah, you like your doctor, you like maybe he's more expensive, but you so you like him, but you don't like him that much, right? They'll it could pick be. a cheaper place, like you know, I had like a Rolls Royce over my car, can't afford one, right? Exactly. Um, but but when it comes to like you know a cancer surgery that none of us are going to be able to afford out of pocket, like no, right. that's where you e- either private or a government solution. That's what the insurance should cover, so no Correct. one's going broke on medical Agreed. care. But at the same time, it should not be a card that's just like paying your hundred dollar annual physical, right? Or five hundred dollars. Like it depends on the doctor, the clinic, all of that stuff. But if you're not seeing the cost, well, have you seen how they've changed this now? Like your, your deductible is three thousand, and until that, this is the price. But once you hit your deductible, now here's the price. I, I, you know, th- this is the thing: is somebody I just was told trying me trying to get a test done? Yeah, I w- and I was calling. Nobody has prices. I know. And I was like, how much does this cost? They're like, well, that depends on, on what. On ins- what, on what like, your insurance will allow us to know, bill. We would know after. Yes. So I I did the same. That's I'm hitting like a, that's like I know. That's like the waiter being like, "Yes, we have the surf and turf. It's at market price. What's market price?" It's like we don't tell you find until out after on the bill. you eat it. Yeah. It's on the bill. I mean, th- exactly. Isn't this c- So I I'm hitting a milestone birthday and I have to do a special checkup. So I didn't do my normal checkup. I just waited till the milestone birthday cuz I'm like, "What's the deal?" I just had a brilliant I'm sorry to interrupt, that's okay. but I had a brilliant restaurant idea. Yeah. Market price for everything. Exactly. That's like a stock market. It's just ticking through the yeah. through the day. All day long. Like if someone orders french fries and potatoes go down, you, well, you well, cheaper. No, but I would say like the restaurant makes it more efficient because it's like someone orders french fries, they're like, "Oh, we can fit three orders into the fryer." Right. Let's m- 
discount on the next two orders of French fries. Right, like, yeah. and they have the that live just, menu. Wouldn't that just be crazy though? Like you, the funny. workers, they would leave you because they'd, they'd be like, "What? No, yeah. it would yeah. price itself. I mean, it would automatically. It's just well, about okay. the orders, but it's like the menu's always changing. You you ordered through okay, the app. So let's say let's say you order two fries, okay. and then and then they, the person's like fumbling around looking for their credit card. In the meantime, the person behind them orders six, and there could have been eight. Well, That's, okay. So, I mean, this is the market. Um, sure, anyways, sure. Th- anyways, I know we're getting way off track. Way to shut down my <laughs> my <laughs> restaurant idea that I just came up with. Well, it's I didn't want you to go into this. I've been hoping and dreaming for it full for 30 then, seconds now. Th- I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying watch out for that. But anyways, I was trying to figure out how much a service was costing, and, th- and they actually had to have me go online, and I have United Healthcare. Well, there's 80 different United Healthcare. I had to f- I'd actually take my card out and look at which one I had. And then they said, okay. You have this, so here's the range. But it looks like you didn't meet your deductible. I'm like, no, I haven't had prescriptions. Right. I have, I've had nothing. So this is the price until you. I'm like, and I'm like, well, why is that the price? Why did you? Because your insurance company tells us what we can charge. So automatically, right? They didn't offer me a discount. They looked at what my insurance company will pay. That's my price. What if I what if I want to pay cash? Can I get a lower payment? Well, not now because they know who my insurance is. What? Uh, really? Yeah, you should. That's might my as well issue. be like I don't have insurance. That's my issue. Is that maybe I should say, "Hey, look, I haven't met my deductible, so I'm I'm covering it." I'm what are you paying gonna, out of pocket? And what are you going to charge me? They don't tell you. Right. I don't know why like either they can't or they won't. It's uh, This is talk about collusion. I'm sorry, but I don't think it's the mortgage companies and their pricing models. I think yeah. it's the freaking. Well, that I mean, but that's like one of the sad things is like you look and we spend more money on healthcare as a government. This is not yes. private individuals. No. Correct. This is the government spends more per person mm-hmm. on healthcare than other countries that literally have 100% healthcare co- for right. everybody. Why? And is it's that? like, and you could say, well, their healthcare is so much worse than ours. Not the free version, because if you have no money, like right. here, the the free version isn't uh, right. Like, so, uh, like that's a whole can of having right. free healthcare is better than not having any healthcare if you can't unless afford you, it. So, right. so the idea is like, how do they get to do it, where everyone has that basic baseline and they're able to do it for cheaper. Whereas here, because their prices are limited. the government's paying more, we're paying more on top of that. Look at the drug prices. Look at the prescription drug prices. Because when you go other places, we effectively subsidize the rest, the rest of, the of the world. world. Because, but we're the big bad Americans. But that's one of the ideas why I'm I'm not opposed to to you know government healthcare, government schooling. When it's these things that maybe it isn't so bad to take the profit out of it. You know, it's like if I don't think like a teacher should get like bonuses. For you know, doing their job. No, for like <laughs> filling their classroom or or like like I it, I I just think that like our schools should be profit based. Like oh mm-hmm. yeah, like we took in all this tuition and we only had to spend this much on teachers. Right. It's like no, every dollar like should not there should not be a dollar of profit in a in a well, school necessarily. Like it should right. be a like. Going, it's a communal. First of all, there's way too many um, administrators. There's like, you oh, know, there's sure. So, so many, there, I mean, there's overhead. So many. And ab- the, absolutely. And the, and the money doesn't get to the teachers and the students. But it's, it's this idea that here in America, we have all these drug companies that are, you know, researching. And yeah, they're only spending a billion dollars on research because they can make a trillion selling to us. 
but then they go and cut a deal with, you know, the England, cut a deal with Canada, right. cut a deal with the, you know, and they sell them to the countries because the country is the, the healthcare provider. They buy as a single buyer, get a great discount, making the drugs cheaper. Whereas here in America, you know, mm -hmm. we we get it, uh, you know, we get we get kind of the, the screw over on that yeah, because do. it's like we've developed the drugs and our companies are making money off of us. And they cut good deals for these other countries because they have a central negotiator. Mm -hmm. And you are just one person, and you're like, no, I'm not paying this much for my medicine. And they're like, okay, good. Well, right. there's, a, there's like, get out of line. There's, like, people behind you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that, that that's the biggest th challenge is, is that there's so much money that, that's being spent, but it's not getting to the actual end users. Yeah. There's something happening to it. It's going through too uh, many Jim, look at this. We're at 50 I minutes. Know, All I right, know. guys, okay, thanks for go. sticking yeah. with us. It's been a crazy week, as we've seen. Um, catch us next week. Go to townstone.com, free consultation, refinance, purchase, talk this stuff. No, I don't have time for that, but no. we'll okay. catch us next week. Next week. No, I'm, I'm telling the listeners I don't have time the rest of the day to like just have a chat about chatting. I'd no, love to. Not maybe, about chatting, but maybe next week. Yeah, maybe next week. But thanks for listening. Have a good one. Yep.